Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest, a returning guest. His name is Michael Parker. And we spoke in late April about the firing of Tucker Carlson and the implications upon alt and traditional media. And it's very well received. And he has a lot of experience as a host. And when we were talking last month, he knew something about the, these cow mutilations. It's something that's been going on. I've kind of looked into it a little bit. I looked into it again be, be, to kind of research for this show. But while I was watching, it was his idea. But what has happened, what I didn't understand, but he knew, is that in Texas they had this big news of these kind of six or seven separate incidents of cattle mutilations about three weeks ago. So I'll put links to those stories in the show notes. But there's a real history about this, and I have some slides if you're watching this on Rockfin. And we're going to go over a few things, but you can find Mike's stuff. He's been, he has a lot of experience in hosting, a lot of great guests. I mentioned him last time, but you can find him on some of the shows he's done. Dark Matter, The Antidote on Lip TV, Deprogram on TNT Radio, and some shows on The Hidden Truth. So he has a different uh, titles for those shows, but I'll put links to that. He has a, a link tree where you can find all that stuff. But again, we're going to talk about this phenomenon that really is happening it really is happening it's kind of strange and there's not uh not really great explanations but we'll go more into that so michael parker welcome back to the show william thank you for having me back i appreciate it awesome so for people who may not have heard our last show can you just do kind of a brief background and and what your how you became in you're from texas how you became interested in this curious subject of cattle uh, mutilations well I, I i've always been interested in all things paranormal i grew up on a farm in West Texas, um, even though these things happened in more East Texas. But I grew up on a farm, on a cattle ranch, actually. Uh, my dad was a rancher and a farmer and um, eventually moved into the oil business because we were going broke. And, but, um, but, but I grew up on a cattle farm and around cattle. And this is, you know, something that I've been interested in off and on for a while. I was very interested in the UFO ET hypothesis from a child till now. And initially, you know, in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, when I would hear about the cattle mutilation issue, you know, I tend to think, wow, well, you know, there is potentially a UAP UFO connection to this. Now, as time goes on, I do think this is more related to human activity. But as far as me, I've been doing podcasting since 2006. Much of it was paranormal kind of mystery and conspiracy and politics related. So I've done a lot of things on UFOs and paranormal issues. And the last time that you and I spoke, when we were talking about what had happened to Tucker, this was just beginning to happen. And this happened in three counties in Texas. And if you were to look at a map, the, the counties were Madison, Robertson, and Brazos County, all very close to Houston and um now, Houston's a very big city. I think it's like the third or fourth biggest city in the U.S. So this is about an hour north of Houston. But it's also one of these counties, and and just up the road a little bit, you have Dallas over here uh, just a couple hours away. You have Austin. So this area, if you go a couple hundred miles in three different directions, you're in a very highly populated area of texas waco's just right up the street so baylor university's there and what's interesting to me from the get-go what i thought about this and this is just a hunch um i thought well you know what that's that's close to houston 
And unfortunately, we are in extremely troubled time right now where people are, are really, really troubled. And the whole cattle animal mutilation thing seems to come in waves. So while this isn't a new phenomenon, I hadn't really heard much about it happening in the last couple of years. So when this came up, it immediately grabbed my attention. I've also since then found articles that it was happening. Similar domestic animal attacks were happening um, in Puerto Rico. Of course, in Puerto Rico, people were thinking maybe that was related to chupacabras because these animals seem to be more savagely kind of attacked. Whereas in the case of the, the six cattle, which is now up to seven, I just found an article right before we went on, on the air of an update from Madison County in which they were saying, you know, those six, those six cattle are now seven cattle. Um, but anyway, these cattle, the first one they found, I believe, was in Madison County. It was a longhorn, and it was on its side. And that almost sounded like an urban longhorn. Yeah, that's sorry. I'm next to a busy street. Um, this, this longhorn was on its side, and the flesh around its jaw had been removed. Tongue was removed. Um, no blood could be found. And the other six cattle all had similar injuries. Now, what you find out in, in the cattle mutilation realm is that this is not unique. This is typically how it happens. You'll find that the soft tissue around the mouth, the eyes, uh, the anal rectal area, the sexual organs, these are the parts of these animals that are repeatedly taken from these animals. Now, there's a lot of ideas why or why this might be, but the truth is nobody really knows. And what makes it extremely difficult to understand is the surgical precision by which these organs and, and patches of skin are removed from these animals because there's never any blood um, on the ground. And you would think if you were doing this to an animal, there's going to be blood, but we don't seem to find any blood. So right away, you like... I, whenever these studies have been done on this going back to the seventies and the eighties and, you know, and, and the powers that be would always eventually say, well, this is natural causes. It's predation by coyotes or what have you, but though, but animals who are predators, when they attack another animal, they go as fast and as hard as they can to grab as much flesh as they can. They don't attack in a precise fashion, you know? And so that's clearly not what's happening here. So this is being done by either humans or extraterrestrials, but regardless, it's skilled. It's someone with a set of skills. But then you have to ask yourself, so how are they doing this? How are they? Uh, cattle are skittish animals. Um, even though they're docile, you know, you can't just really walk right up to them. Um, typically, they, they want to get away from you, right? Uh, they want to move away from you. So it leads us to the question, so how are they doing this? And in the 80s, we thought it was extraterrestrials. We thought maybe they were grabbing them in these harnesses and taking them up, and we could get into that. But I think, especially in the case of these, I think these were done by humans. Now, why were they? Why was it done and how was it done is, is a big question. And like I say, right before we went on the air, I found out that a seventh animal in that area over those three counties had also been killed in a similar fashion and this was all around the 
19th to 23rd or 24th of April that this occurred in these three Texas counties. Right. So there's all kinds of videos online. I'm showing them if you're watching, if you're listening on podcasts, you'll see in the background, I'm watching all these videos because it's being reported on heavily in that Texas air tri city area, whatever Dallas to Houston to San Antonio. So it's happening. It's gone back. It's happened in uh, Texas often. And there's other reports, Colorado, other States, there's cattle mutilations. And you're right. And you look at these pictures, uh, I'm going to show some graphic pictures so for people who are sensitive don't see these, but it's going to just validate what Mike has said about these deaths. And the pictures are of these animals. You, it's clear that something non-savage and non-predator animals doing this because the heads, it's like they're, it's just the heads pulled out. There's not that much blood and they're not going after like other organs or the heart or anything like that. It's usually... Like you said, the sex origin, this is a picture you can see. It's like its face and soft tissue. Somebody went after that and bought, took out the tongue. Like I was listening to another podcast, like you can go buy a tongue for yeah. 12, 15 bucks at uh, Costco or something like that. So something more sinister has to, I would think, be going on. It's also a waste of like an animal. Like, yes, that's all, that's hundreds of dollars in value. Why don't they just steal it? Right. Why doesn't somebody just go in and have a truck and, herd it over or uh, subdue it or hit it and take it the whole thing away, right? It's, it has value. What's the average livestock cost these days? 600 a, bucks, a lot. And yeah. here's the deal. I mean, even beside the cruelty to the animal, however this is being done, we don't know if they're sedated when this happens. I think they must. I think they're either sedated or they're already dead when this stuff is done because I cannot imagine that you can wrestle one of these animals and perform these these horrible excisions on the animal, but I don't know exactly how they're doing it. And that's one of the questions that I have. Um, but yeah, this is, this, this, this is a felony in the state of Texas. And you mentioned Colorado in the 1970s, I believe it was the seventies. I've got the numbers here. It got so bad. Um, the amount of cattle, cattle mutilations they were having, I'm trying to find my Colorado note. It became, okay, here we go. Between April and October of 1975, there were nearly 200 cases of cattle mutilations in the state of Colorado. That year, the Colorado Associated Press voted it the state's number one story. They had a senator at that time. His name was Floyd Haskell, and he asked the FBI to get involved. And, uh, and there were some other things that were done. But basically, they eventually came back, well, we don't see anything amiss here. This is just you know, this is just nature at work, natural predation, et cetera. So... Um, yeah, this has happened in, I would say, probably half of the states within the U.S. Another thing that's interesting about this particular area in Texas, it has historically been a very high cattle raising area. That's um, especially Madison County. Um, it, it's very it, the ground is fertile and they've been growing cattle there for a long time. And one of the other things that's interesting to me, William, is that and I'm not trying to pick on Texas A&M. But there's a university in Brazos County, one of these three counties, Texas A&M, which stands for Texas Agricultural and Mechanical University. And um, I can't help but feel that whoever is doing this in this particular recent bout is, it's just people. Um, now, why they're doing this, I do not know. They could be, they could be sick. Uh, mentally ill they could have some kind of weird fetish 
perhaps they've got some kind of satanic relationship or even really insidious, this is some kind of government or academic investigation. I do not know, and I am forced to speculate, but this is not new speculation. This is what people have wondered for a long time. But to me, it was very interesting. That was the first thing I thought of when I read about this. Hmm, not too far from Houston, which is a huge area, and one of those counties has Texas A&M in it. No, it is interesting. And you also had that interview with Norio Hayakawa, yes. which was about Dolce Base in northern New Mexico. That's and right. the cattle mutilations popped up in that, that interview. It yeah. wasn't kind of the central kind of topic that you were talking about, but it was interesting that that's it. Like, so you have this kind of weird uh, secret government, also this kind of weird phenomenon overlapping with each other. I found that pretty interesting. So, it's really interesting in what Norio was pointing out, and I'm embarrassed that I can't remember this law enforcement na officer's name right now. His son went on to write a book about it, but he, that law enforcement officer in New Mexico was looking into these cattle mutilations that were occurring. And by the end of it, he had become convinced that this had nothing to do with extraterrestrials, but was in fact related to a military or quasi paramilitary government kind of job. And the reason that they were doing it was possibly related to a nuclear accident, which happened, which was called project gas buggy in which they detonated a nuclear weapon underground. Um, and kind of like, <laughs> in, we used to call it fracking, but I mean, my God, you're going to, you're going to detonate a nuclear weapon to open up further natural gas um, productivity. And, he believed that they were taking these cattle to see what the, I believe the nuclear issues related to on a cellular level was happening to the animals. If I remember correctly, because I think I did that interview, I think in 2017. Yeah. But why would they even do that? Why wouldn't they just take a cow and take it to the base and do it? Like, why just would like, they leave the carcass there? Like, that's another thing. Like they're leaving something of a crime scene. And also in Texas, you get shot. You try to steal somebody's cattle or wrestle a cattle. Like you're playing around with fire. Those people will shoot first and ask questions later. So it's actually kind of a dangerous, if you're a human, a dangerous act. Um, yeah. So, so some of that stuff of like the, the government, like maybe they're doing something or aliens. Like we talked about Linda Moulton, how in your eyes showing hers, her book was alien harvest further evidence, linking animal mutilations and human abductions to alien life forms. I think that was published. Oh gosh, I don't know. I think 89 and, and, and her film was in, in 1980. And listen, Linda's legit. I'm not knocking her work. And I've long been very interested in the ET UFO hypothesis. And what may be happening here, William, is several different things. Because this, this happens worldwide as well. Um, I was reading earlier today about some cattle mutilations in Australia. Um, so this isn't just the U.S. or the Northern Hemisphere. This happens in many different places. And the question is, so why are they doing this? So, you know... Maybe some area you've got some really twisted, horrible people doing it. Maybe in another place you have some kind of military industrial situation happening at a different time for a particular reason. I can't say that extraterrestrials aren't doing this. I don't know how it's being done. And I have a list of questions in front of me, you know, exactly like what I want to know in these recent cases, William, was there toxicology tests done on these animals? Because the first thing I want to know is were there drugs in the body of these animals that allowed them to be sedated and or killed 
so that whoever did this was able to do this without creating a huge stir because there was no blood. There's supposedly no foot footprints. I mean, it's just very difficult to imagine how this was done. Right. No, it's a good point. Like well, you would have, it's such a big animal. You would yeah. think it would have to be subdued in one way or another yeah. to do this stuff. And it seems like they're all female cows too. It seems like they're not going after the big bulls. You know what? I can't, I can't answer that, but it does seem like on in one of the books I was reading that they were saying that in many cases, the age of the animal seemed to be between five to seven. I cannot say that that's true or not, but in this, in this recent case in Texas, they initially said there were six. And then a couple of days later, this thing I'm looking at now, they said they had a seventh cow. And here's where it gets also a little interesting because they always try to explain their way out of this because there's no explanation. Right. Law enforcement and government and science don't want to be left with no answer. So they were saying, ah, but we know what we actually we found out that one of these cattle um, had pneumonia. OK, they, one of them had pneumonia, but you're still not explaining how they had these precise wounds on their body. And they all had the skin removed from the jaw. They were all laying on their sides. And this happened on different properties. I heard some people initially when this first happened and they were misunderstanding. They were thinking that some of these cattle were in the same herd. No, this happened on different properties up this one particular um, Texas State Road. Interesting, right? Yeah, so it doesn't make sense. Why are they happening in that small time frame too? Was the yeah. guy you were talking about from New Mexico, was it Perkins, David Perkins? No, it was, um, my goodness gracious, I'm really I mean, I, I just saw him pop up. Was it uh, Gomez, Gomez or oh, Christopher O'Brien? Does that sound? No, no that's a, that's another um, that's another investigator. This was a law enforcement um, officer, and I'm I can say I'm embarrassed. I can't remember that's his right. name right off the bat because he's, but he um, he was interested in all of this that was happening around the Dolce supposed Dolce base and these you know, cattle mutilations that were supposedly happening. But the end result was he thought that this was a military or intelligence operation. Interesting. Right. So then there's another guy, Eloy Martinez, hired FBI agent Ken Rommel. Does that sound familiar? Ken Rommel. Like now, this guy was another, I believe he, I don't remember if he was FBI or not, but he was another guy that got asked to do an investigation. And he was another guy where at the end of his investigation, he said, Sure, it's odd, but we see nothing unnatural about this, which seems, it almost seems like a cliche, right? But that is what happened. He said, we don't, we don't see anything here that leads us to believe that anything is out of the ordinary. And I believe that was a 70s or early 80s investigation that he did. But how can that be? This is, these right. things are being specifically surgically removed, no blood, no witnesses. That's also suspicious, like, you know, and just somebody driving by. I don't even know. Nobody notices what's going on. William, that's, uh, of it's course. Like I mean, anybody. part of the mystery. I'm very happy that this time around, some of these farmers are saying, uh-uh, no, 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 no. This was not done by natural predators. That This is not how predators work. So, and just anybody with any common sense who's ever been around an animal, um, Husbandry. Yeah. You, you know that they're not capable of this. So, I think back in the day, pre-internet, they would say these things knowing 
that a lot of people would not believe them. But what are you going to do about it? Are you going to write a book? Are you going to film a TV show about it? No, you're just going to say to yourself, I don't really believe that, but I'm not going to do anything about it. Life goes on. Right. But I mean, even that, like, let's say you're a, you know, cattle herdsman or doing a cattle husbandry, you're aware of your property. You're not going to allow wolves and coyotes or things that would threaten your herd. So that's also kind of another strike against the uh, animal predation theory. It's like, and a coyote couldn't take down one of these big things either too, which is, you know, so you're back to UFOs or Satanists or if a coyote was doing it, it's one of the weaker, older cattle who's on their way out anyway, because these are really large animals and they travel in a herds. And I have a hard time seeing a coyote be able to take down a cow or a steer or what have you. Right. Well, that's another thing is like, where are the other animals doing? How does this one get separated? And then somebody cuts <sighs> out their question. tongue. So they're found though in the morning, right? So it's not like, oh, we just went out there this week and there was something dead. It's like, oh. You know, something must have happened recently. So it's all very, it's just, a. it's really just a mystery. It's really it. We, I mean, and I, we were talking in the pre-show, like the, I, I just know the book of the law, Crowley's book of the law that says you sacrifice a cow uh, before, you know, uh, a baby or something like that. It says, what is it? It's actually a, a direct statement of cattle. It says, sacrifice cattle, little and big after a child in chapter three kind of the most bloodthirsty chapter of the entire book. Whether that means something, I have no idea. Well, it's interesting because here's the other thing I do not understand. Growing up on a farm, um, my, you know, my dad would sometimes have to butcher an animal that we were going to have for a barbecue or something. I know this sounds barbaric, but it's West Texas, you know, and this is how we, we did things. So I, I don't see any way that you make these kinds of cuts on these animals and there's no blood to be found, which leads me to my, another question, which is how is this even being done? How are these incisions being made that almost seem like they're capable of, of cauterizing the wound? I don't, you know, um, how does this work that there's no blood? It just, it's, it's inexplicable. And there should be blood. How, how many gallons of blood are in a cow? A lot. I think um, it's a big animal. Yeah. So it should be kind of a bloody scene, especially. So the animal has to be subdued by whoever, whether it's aliens or human beings. It has to be subdued in some form. And then something strange is going on. Like something strange. And then I think just the, like I said earlier, the fact that it's left out there in the open with kind of these savage wounds, I think it's intentional. It's like what serial killers do with victims. They like pose them so people get freaked out and the mystery and it, they're in these guys think differently so i wouldn't be surprised if, at all if, you know somebody's doing it for real and then they're like losing the value it's not somebody who's doing something just to steal a tongue for 15 bucks right because they could just sell the rest of the cow or whatever i mean there's other filet mignon or whatever parts of that animal are much more expensive so that Absolutely. doesn't doesn't make sense for like a financial element yeah. i remember at one point when they were talking about potentially, you know, this being extraterrestrials and if it was extraterrestrials, why were they doing it? There were, there were many different ideas at the time why they might've been doing it. But the reason I bring this up is in some cases they were reporting that these animals looked like they had been dropped from a height because their leg bones would be shattered. So 
okay, if that's happening, then they're being dropped from a height. Well, then perhaps that's helicopters, which brings us to another part of this whole mystery, which at one point it got so bad in the seventies and eighties that I, um, was the Bureau of Land Management basically <laughs> told their some of their people that piloted helicopters, hey, listen, don't be flying over states like Colorado. If you do, you're going to need to go about 1,000 feet higher than usual because people were literally shooting at these helicopters because at this point, the farmers and ranchers began to kind of create vigilante groups because they thought that for some reason or the other, this was related to the government and the government was who was picking up their cattle um, for whatever reason, and then, you know, uh, and mutilating them and leaving right. the rancher without $1,000 or $800 in, um, in this animal. Right. No, it's interesting. That's a total mystery. Like, what's going on? And it's, I mean, like you said, the 70s, this is not a, this recent phenomenon in Texas was a month ago within the last month, but this goes way back to the 70s. And does it go back earlier than that? Like, I don't know the real history. Is it like, post-World War II? I don't know. There's There are stories that it goes back to the 1860s, 1870s, at least within within the U.S., and potentially even hundreds of years farther back in, in Europe. But the problem is, in those particular cases, they're somewhat anecdotal, especially the ones in Europe, where you'll find a, a, a small flock of sheep or whatever that died suddenly. I don't know that we have enough to go by to understand what happened with those, but at least in the fashion that we know of it, I think the very first kind of famous animal mutilation case was, I believe, like the late 60s, and it had to do with a horse. And it was a horse that I believe they call Skippy or Nippy or something like that. And uh, the, the name was actually incorrect. But um, really, this is a phenomenon that we know more about from the 70s and the 80s. And especially in the 80s, I think that's when the idea that it were was extraterrestrial began to gain vogue. And in many cases, that may be because of, of the work of um, Linda Moulton Howe. And she did really good work. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I mean, it looks very well researched. I mean, yes, she had, you know, big names on there talking about it. So I don't know. I, I believe mean, but she, I, I believe that she investigated it like over a thousand cases to make that documentary um and then let's see she put out the book in 89 it was alien harvest further evidence linking animal mutilations and human abductions to alien life forms okay so let's just let's just do a little thought experiment for a minute so if extraterrestrials were doing this why would they be doing it and back in the day people used to say well it's because the extraterrestrials don't have um their own sexual organs or digestive systems and all this i i don't know if i can i don't know if I see enough there to be convincing to me, I would have to think, well, wait a minute. If you can traverse interstellar space and get here and listen, I'll, I'll go on record. I do think that other forms of life have come to planet earth at various times. The, the, the planet's going on 5 billion years old. We're in a universe that's probably what 15 light years across or something or, or more. I mean, it's a huge area. It's a vast amount of time. It's not that hard for me to believe that we have been visited. That being said, you would think if they could get here by whichever means they're using, they would have more effective means of doing whatever it is they're trying to do than picking up cattle out of random fields right. 
taking samples from them, but I'm not an extraterrestrial, so I could be wrong. Right, but I mean, if you are, are a uh, being who can cross the solar system, right. why were you tinkering around with these animals? Like, it's an easy foil for this phenomenon. I'll yeah. just blame it on the aliens. It's like the ancient aliens thing. Everything's done by the aliens. Everything we don't know about, just throw on the aliens. This is just another one of those things. Like, I mean, I do think... you think that this, I mean, can this be described by just normal kind of, uh, you know, desiccation of a dead body like it died mysteriously it can't be explained by that can it by like fruit flies or flies eating certain parts of the when i was a kid i remember one time i was we were small and I, there was this road that led from the the county farm road up to my house and i was walking down the little road it was caliche road because that's what we put on dirt roads in texas at that point and a cow had died and that cow over the course of several days um you know it decayed in a normal fashion predators would come and go you would see i don't want to get too graphic but maggots and things you know it was it was a cow had died and nature takes its course in this particular case what seems to be um a case amongst all of these mutilation cases the 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 real mutilation cases is that predators and animals want nothing to do with them which again takes me back to, so I want to know what's in their bloodstream. I want to know what is in the body of these animals. If, if there's no extraterrestrial aspect to this, then what is it about these cattle that so spooks a hungry scavenger? Vultures, wolves, coyotes, nobody wants anything to do with these animals. And supposedly, if you try to take, you know, domesticated animals next to them they're not having it either so something uh, about the body of these animals um is no go i think that there's like a fly in nature that will find a deceased animal and start planting eggs within like a, a day you're probably like right it doesn't take a very long time so these these the, that kind of exacerbates the you know breakdown of a of a decaying body of of any any you know mammal so it's odd that this is, is happening in just specific areas. Like, I don't know if there's a re really, it goes back to the mystery. There's not a good scientific explanation for, you know, just the head being shot, chewed off. Why isn't it something else? I don't know. I was, um, I was reading today because I was trying to gather some additional information. It would be interesting to know if in a country like India, which is a gigantic country um, that, and cattle have a very important place in their culture um, if they have cattle mutilations there. I don't know the answer to that. I do know that it's ha it happens in other countries. I mentioned Australia. Um, it, it's not just cattle. This could happen to goats. It could happen to sheep. I don't know if this happens in a place like India. Right. Good point. I mean, that would be interesting to find out. Um, but yeah, I was looking like I was doing kind of the same research today. Like here's something on Australia's cattle mutilation mystery. So, I was looking at that because that's that's Ross Coolhart who does. I hope I'm saying his name right, but he does really good work. Interesting. So like this phenomenon's happening. There's the cow. It's head's, yeah. head's chewed off. Um, in this particular article, one of the things they talk about, they, there's a veterinarian who does not want to be public in this particular article. And one of the things he talks about is the 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 cow has like a multi-part stomach 
the way their digestive system works. And um, what what this veterinarian says at one part in here, and I think I even took this somewhere if I can find it. What he's explaining is, okay, here we go. Um, says, this is what the veterinarian said. He goes, um, sorry, here we go. It is definitely not an animal, the senior veterinarian tells me. These cuts are so precise that I strongly doubt even an experienced worker from the local abattoir could make wounds that are so exact. One of the freakiest wounds he saw was a cow with a huge midline incision across its abdomen. When he investigated, he discovered that the animal's third stomach, the omasum, was missing. Yet the prior rumen and reticulum stomachs were intact and undisturbed. Wow. This is one guy. He says, uh, a senior vet also investigated one incident where a huge cow was found mutilated on one side of a fence on the property. And the next morning it was on the other side of the fence. So that's inexplicable. So how are these things being moved? Uh, yeah, it's just a wild joke. And somebody in the chat is asking, some of these were linked to nuclear weapon production at Hanford, Washington and government concerns about radioactive waste. That's right. Food supply, right? So that, that might explain it, but it doesn't explain Texas. I don't think Texas has a huge nuclear industry. All right. So guess what's at Texas A&M University? A Cyclotron Institute, which is a Department of Energy University facility. It's jointly supported by the DOE and the state of Texas. It is a major technical educational resource for the state um, and the nation. It says, at the Institute, we focus on conducting basic research, educating students in an accelerator-based science, um, blah, blah, blah. It goes on. It talks about nuclear medicine. Listen, folks, I'm not blaming Texas A&M. I just find it interesting that they have this. Not only that, here's another thing they do at Texas A&M that I thought was really interesting. And I had a bunch of friends who went to Texas A&M, so I've got great respect for the university. Um, Texas A&M has led the world in several fields of cloning research. Hmm. The University's College of Veterinary Medicine created the first cloned pet a cat named Cece on December 22nd, 2001. It was also the first academic institution to clone um, six species, cattle, goats, pigs, a cat, a deer, and a horse. Um, so much so that in 2016, PETA, which is the People for Ethical Treatment of Animals, targeted the university and kind of came down on them. What I'm saying is one of the first things I was thinking of, especially in this difficult time that we find ourselves in where everybody seems to be kind of losing it, and people always had, there are some portions of our population that have a capacity to do cruel things. It wouldn't surprise me if somebody that was adjacent to the university or in a major city is a horrible human being and performing these things. But then again, even if that is the case, how are they doing it? Right. Like that's the mystery is how, yes. why, what's the motivation? Yeah. Have you ever looked into kind of like weird astrology or moon phases that's correlated with these deaths do you know of anything anything like that i have not i enjoy astrology and people go oh my god you hippie <laughs> but i do enjoy astrology but i did not look at the signs related moon to phases like some of these yeah. things are times like some i've heard of, i know of human kind of sacrifice things where they timed it to full moon like intentionally that is a very interesting idea and and if that's the case because 
you know, we were talking about Satanism earlier and, and always back in the day, they'd say, oh, this, this is, this is just a cult or it's Satanists or what have you. Maybe, I don't know, but I just, I thought that was just an easy way out. But if it is some group with some kind of a strange supernatural affectation, um, then yeah, you probably would want to do it, um, during particular lunar phases, or, or, yeah, or holidays, yeah, yes, or yes, whatever, just like that's your kind of standard thing in right. bulk or weird, you know, yes, equinoxes. So, I mean, that's something to look into. I, I, I haven't done that, I don't know, maybe somebody has kind of correlated to it, but this is an interesting article 2017 Daily Mail. What is mutilating cows in the Midwest? FBI probed thousands of reports of cattle killed with surgical precision since the early 1970s with deaths blamed on satanic cults, the government, and aliens. I don't know. So there, But it's interesting in this article, this guy O'Brien, who I mentioned earlier, he says yes. it's happening in South America too. Yes. It's, um, I mean, when this happened in April, I noticed, I'm like, wow, I have not heard of cattle mutilation cases in a while. Um, but you know what? I mean, to me, it's another symptom, William, of just how far off the rails we've gotten as a society at this point. I mean, we're all doing our best to kind of keep it together, but some people aren't. And, right. um, and we, we have society basically kind of falling apart at the seams right now. Yeah, yeah. We're headed, we're headed towards Mad Max. It <laughs> feels like it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If we, uh, default on this, this, uh, the, on the debt, we're, you know, it's over, baby. The society is going to collapse. Yeah. So, and, and the deal is, it's funny that you mentioned that because right now I, I because I have friends on both sides of the aisle, and, and it's almost like we're all watching different movies here because yeah. these things are going on. And you know, and they were talking about that idiot from uh, New York, um, the Republican. There's a lot there. Which George one? Sanchez or whatever oh, his yeah. name is. I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm no fan, but that guy. Yeah, do whatever you're going to do, but like that guy's the least of our concerns right now. We and 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 people are acting like, see, we got we got these bad Republicans. It's like, man, that's just one human being. Um, but there's major things that are spiraling out of control right now. And even this, who knows? Even this, maybe this is another deflection in some way to get guys like you and I looking at this story. I don't know. I think it's more a symptom of our times. I would agree with that. But if it's happening before, that would mean that these timings like are to distract people from other stuff. There's a lot of things. I mean, the war in Ukraine is escalating and uh, not it should be going ramping down but uh we're run by literal lunatics yes we are yes. total lunatics yeah so that's a very dangerous thing when you have people who are uh, crazy at the wheel or the helm of the state so let me let me put, point something else out and this is not to people that have followed the cattle mutilation story this won't be a new idea to them but i i was writing down a list of questions just for myself and for you like why would this be happening and how is it would i mean for one okay so let's say it is the government because this is what a lot of people say well if it's the government why wouldn't they have their own cattle and livestock in a facility somewhere good point um easy easy for them it would be easy for them to do that and we don't have to even know about it because we, some people have answered that well you know what if they had their if they were buying cattle and then these cattle showed up dead or something it looks you know i i i, I just think Nobody even has to know about it. But what's interesting about this, where I'm going with it, is for a long time, people have suggested the possibility that this sampling, which goes back to Norio Hayakawa's story, is, is there something wrong with these animals 
that that science and the government wants to know about without telling us. And what that is would be like mad cow, mad cow hmm. disease, um, wasting diseases that occur in, in elk and deer, uh, Kreutzfeldt Jacob disease. Is this related to Alzheimer's? If so, this is a very bad thing because this is our food supply, right? So cattle, um, these animals are, um, unless you're vegan or, or vegetarian, you you eat meat. And these animals, um, if there is something going on here, so I don't have the answer, but this is some of the things that people have discussed. And it is it's like, why is this happening if it's, if it's Satanists or cult people, okay, then they have their reasons. I kind of doubt that's what it is, but I don't know for sure. Um, if it's not extraterrestrial, but let's say let's say it's a Satanist. Why doesn't the Satanist just go buy a whole cow and take it to you know one of the cult members' ranch and dispose of it with whatever and get all the blood and you're whacked out and doing whatever rituals and you want to eat the testicles? Why don't they just do that? <laughs> why would they just leave it out in the middle of a of a field? So that's like another thing. Like why would they risk it? If and they yeah, were doing it would, on somebody else's property. Like I said, you yes. get a bullet, you get shot. William, um, that is an excellent point because Satanists are not, I don't think you want to catch a bullet and I don't yeah, think you want to go to jail. Right. And I'm not a Satanist. So I don't know a lot, but I don't really think that's their bag. I think that when they do animal sacrifices, there's particular ways that they do it. And certainly in Santeria and things like that, um, which are more occult, I think they've got methods and I think they buy those animals and ain't good. I'm not, I'm not saying it's good. Don't get me wrong, but I'm with you. I think there is an easier logistical and legal way to go about this. If you were to do those things for those reasons. Right. But then on the other hand, like if you want to really put the zap on people's brains and have a magical effect on the psychosphere and have people speculate and like we're doing now, yes. taking somebody and taking out its tongue and it's, uh, uh, genitals and leaving it on a field is a good way to do it because nobody knows the answer to it. And unfortunately, William, if that's the case, then that very much to me sounds like an intelligence or, or paramilitary kind of thing. Cause who's going to do that? Or I don't think that regular people are going to now that being said, there could be people who are little nuts um, and, and like to scare the dickens out of other people. There's always people like that, but I think it's more likely because this has been going on for so long and it has long been suspected. I said back in the seventies that, that, that the farmers and ranchers at that time suspected that this was in some way related to the government. Um, I, I don't know. I, many things, several different things could all be true at once. Maybe they're happening in different ways, but I, I get the feeling that if I'm a Satanist or I have a religious approach to this, there's an easier way for me to do it than to sneak onto somebody's property and then magically subdue a large animal and make these incisions. I totally agree with that. I think that the, you know, if you look at this movie Mirage Man, which took place around there, I think it was the Dolce base or something. The government was involved in creating this kind of mythology. This UFO that Richard mythology. Doty character and yeah. Benowitz who they drove basically guy, Benowitz crazy. Yeah. Yeah. With Spies, Spooks, and Kooks, I think was the book by Go Rightly that I talked to him about. So it wouldn't be the first time that mm -hmm. somebody from the government was, you know, leaving a false trail to just zap the public to cover for other things. Like maybe, you know, they're running something else. Let's just make them think it's UFO and like make, you know, do these weird killings every once in a while. And I would love to hear from a veterinarian or an animal psychologist, okay, 
if you were going to go out and do an animal mutilation in the fashion that it's being done, how do you do it? How, I mean, supposedly we're not finding tire tracks. Supposedly we're not finding footprints. Supposedly we're not finding blood. We're dealing with an animal that's seven or 800 pounds or larger. Um, how, how, how do you do that? How do you do that? Um, tell they me. seem to be in good health. They're not like the old cattle. No. It's not some like no. it's being bred to be killed at two or three years old, right? Like a fairly young age. It's not going to live its full term as a milk cow or something like that, right? It's out on the pasture to eventually be sent to the abattoir, right? Which, William, also makes me think whoever does this is, is actually intelligent. I don't think That's this right. is um, the work of unintelligent people because occasionally these people do get busted. One of the guys that's um, down there right now, and I've got it in my notes, of course, I, let's see if I can find it. He is a private investigator, former Houston police officer. Now you can hire him as a, as a, as a private. Anyway, he's working these cases and he's actually busted teenagers in the past who oh, would wow. had killed some llamas because people raise llamas in Texas and, in, the, in this one case, he had found these two teenagers who had killed one llama. Um, I, I think they shot that llama, and then they beheaded another. Long story short, what I'm saying is when you're idiots, you get caught. But a lot of these people never get caught. So whoever's doing this, how they're doing it, is the work of in, very intelligent people. Right, like working in tandem, checking things out, not getting caught, not getting spotted. You know, right. something, yeah plotting another thing uh, i don't understand calculation beforehand yeah another thing that's weird to me that's this is gross but it's part of it so they call it rectal coring where basically the hind end of the animal is removed in a circular way and here again like how does that happen that there's not just blood and entrails everywhere it's just it's a remarkable mystery and for the people who've lost their animals like this i i feel feel terrible for them because that's their that's how they make a living these are animals that they've raised um and there's no closure they never find out what happened it's so strange it's really one of the strangest things like the evidence is the phenomenon's happening it's just how and why it reminds me of kind of like the smiley face killings like these phenomenon of people going out and disappearing being found in water but the calculation is yes. missing but the perps and how they're doing it. I mean, maybe some of these guys know more than I do, but it also it just makes that kind of public, you know, mythology or mystery like this has been going on for 50 years at least. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, and I and like I say, if the things that keep me from saying definitively, oh, this has got to be people, is just the weirdness that surrounds it all, which brings us back to the phenomenon. It's like apparently whatever's happening to these animals. Other animals want nothing to do with it. They are right. completely spooked out. Um, they don't, you know, even if they're hungry, apparently they do not want to feast on the flesh of these. And, you know, predators and scavengers, that's how they live. If they come upon something in the wild that's deceased, it's free lunch, right? But they don't want anything to do with this. And, and domesticated animals do not want to be near them. It spooks them out. Right. So. That's the only way that the and just the other fact that these things are done in such a mysterious way with no blood and and yeah, this has been easy. investigated in the UK too. Uh, yeah. Andy says in the chat, a guy by the name of Rich Planet investigated this and didn't come to a conclusion either. So 
You know, maybe it's the chupacabra. Maybe there's a chupacabra out there. Who knows? Because I think that's the excuse in, in Mexico is the chupacabras. And you know what? The chupacabras, if we, I know we're, we're winding now, but I will say this about the chupacabras. I do think that the chupacabras are, are wild dogs that have a very severe dermatological issue. Um, Coleman County, which is where I'm from, they actually found a chupacabra a while back and some veterinarians had it. But other people have had these as well. And they look like these really terrible canines that have this bluish skin, which seems to be a very severe dermatological. So I think that chupacabra is a real thing. It's just a kind of a very a wild dog. If it's you look some of these like bush cattle, they don't even look like cows. They look like a prehistoric beast. Right. They're just and, a variant of a cow that's lived in the bush for, you know, yes. a couple of generations. Yes. Mike, what uh, anything you'd like to add or anything I missed before we wrap it up and tell people where they can find your material? Your, uh, you guys, uh, um, well, thank you for having me on, William. I always enjoy our conversations. You can find me on Twitter at um, Michael Parker LA. You can find me on YouTube at Michael Parker Media. If you like UFOs and paranormal and mysteries and things like that, I've got hundreds of videos. So um, either find me on Twitter, you can find me on Minds, you can find me on Gab. And then you can find all of my videos on YouTube, Rumble, and BitChute. Right. And you've had some amazing guests. I mean, Norio Hayakawa is one of the many, McGowan and uh, McAfee and all those other characters. But thanks for sharing your knowledge. It's really an interesting story like this. I don't yes. have a conclusion either. I usually just kind of vary towards human involvement of some sort because I've never seen the UFO. But uh, the government could be playing a big, you know, game on people. I wouldn't know. It just is an experiment to see kind of like a behavioral modification thought experiment on hapless people. Who knows? I, don't, I really don't know. But uh, hopefully somebody will find out. See it. So, Mike, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. William, thank you so much for having me on. All right. Cheers. Stay there. Stay there.